it's hugely important and very, very valuable that we have the people that want to work with UNOSCO on our right. It's not just us making sure that they're a good cultural fit to us. It's making sure that we as at UNOSCO are a good cultural fit to them as well. Welcome to the Bragworthy Culture Podcast, where founders and business leaders talk about how they built a company culture that is so incredible, their employees brag about it. Our show aims to inspire you as you build a Bragworthy culture of your own. Culture building is philosophical and practical, and you'll find both discussed here. Grab a pen and a notebook. We're about to drop some knowledge. This episode is brought to you by Fringe, the number one employee lifestyle and fringe benefits platform. With Fringe, you can empower employees with lifestyle benefits that can be personalized to reduce stress, give back time, and spark joy. Fringe, benefits for life. Contact us and find out more at fringe.us. Here's your host, Cassandra Rose. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Brag Worthy Culture Podcast. I am your host, Cassandra Rose, and I am delighted to be joined by Roisin. Roisin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Cassandra. It's lovely to be here talking to you today. Yeah, I'm super excited that this is your first ever podcast and that you're actually breaking into this medium with me. So thank you so much. Love listening to the, um, the podcast, but first time actually participating in one, so very excited. Yeah, I think this is going to be a great one. So I would actually like to learn more about you. I'm pretty sure that's what our audiences want to. So tell us your story. How did you get into HR and how did you end up at UNOSquare? Yeah, sure. So I suppose to take it back, um, I studied business management at university. Um, it sort of gave me a broad range of all the sort of different business areas. Um, but the one that stood out, and I suppose would always want to stand out, was HR. And the reason, I suppose, is because my mother actually worked in HR and still works in HR. And I always got that oh. taste when we were doing like work experience for weeks in school. I always used to go to work with her and really enjoy it and really see the impact that working in HR can have um, people within an organisation. So from that, I went on. I done my um, undergraduate diploma in human resources, really enjoyed it, started working in education sector, school. Um, and then I, from there, I moved on into like a pharmaceutical industry. So again, different once more. And from that, it led me to UNOSquare. So I'm going into my fifth year working at UNOSquare. I started probably about, I'll be coming into my fifth year, yeah. And when I joined, I was the human resource manager in the UK. We have probably, when I joined, there was about 40 employees. And I was the standalone HR rep for there. Um, the Belfast office are European headquarters for the rest of the company. Um, when I joined it was so clear to me to see already, Joe, the culture, the sort of family feeling, the excitement that the team there had already built, um, which was really enjoyable to come into and made it a lot easier for me to join, especially as I was standing alone. Um, from that, I really just had to formalise. I had to standardise and just excel the culture, work on it, build on it and make it the best I possibly could. And from that, about two years later, I was given the opportunity to become the VP of Human Resources to where I am today. And that really means taking all of my knowledge and experience and what I learned from the UK team 
and making that global, making sure that we are impacting and, and doing the same sort of policies, procedures, the dynamic is the same across the board. When I started my role as VPHR, it was mainly just working with Mexico and the UK. Now, um, years on, we have locations in Colombia, in Bolivia, in Argentina, hopefully soon New Zealand, Australia. So it's been a very interesting role. Um, it's been very um, challenging in a good way. Lots of learning opportunities, lots of learning curves, and also very enjoyable to see and to work with so many different cultures and so many different people. So yeah, that is where I'm at um, the last, I suppose, the journey of me from school to VP of uh, HR in Uno Square. Yeah, that's, I mean, not only is that exciting, that should be celebrated. One, that you're a legacy HR professional. I don't know too many people when they were in kindergarten who were like, what do you want to be? A firefighter, police officer, HR professional, right? <laughs> I know, so it's, it's amazing. Not yeah, it's not one I think obviously I had the influence of my mum and seeing her and watching her grow up, which was very nice. And um, I also, don't get me wrong, I had my grandmother who was a nurse. So I was, one day I was a nurse and one day I wanted to work in HR. So um, yeah, I was, I was lucky enough and I, I'm very grateful for how lucky I have been over the last number of years and, and the, the career and the opportunities that I have. So, oh yeah. Well, what's exciting about your story as well is that you joined Growing Startup. You were able to be internally promoted, which is exciting as well. Tell me about joining, going through the pandemic, coming out the other side and expanding to all these different countries. That must have been fascinating to go from 40 employees and then still scale and grow in such a dynamic and unknown era. And then what is to come today? Yeah, absolutely. I think for many companies in the same situation, you're, and especially for HR professionals, like HR professionals, I believe, and I know I'm talking because I am one, but they do have it, they do sometimes have it hard with the challenges that they face and the pandemic was no different. But I always look at that as a learning curve. If you stay the same, you're never going to learn, you're never going to be able to grow, to expand. Mm -hmm. um, so COVID, although yes, it was extremely tough um, and very hard for a lot of people, it was also a great opportunity to learn, to grow, to change with the world. And that's what we have to do, um, both in the UK and globally. We've seen, like many other companies at the start, like I'll talk, um, our engagement was very high. We're a very you know, like active company with when it came to like um, events and organizing. We're very much like people done stuff together, even if it was simple things like going for coffee, if it was onboarding, it was all done in person then you have the pandemic which strips everything back and everyone's sitting behind a computer screen and it's very different and we suddenly had to think like many other companies what are we going to do how are we keeping that engagement how are we continue to grow and some of the things we had to do were just simply adapt and trial and error and mm -hmm. that's what we've done so trial and error was a huge part um a lot of things worked a lot of things didn't work um we're doing events remotely through teams we were doing you know, like slack events we were doing um remote events which were like to you know, go for a 1k run and everyone post a picture together see what times you've got so all very different all very challenging um but at the same time I think we've learned a lot from that and what we've learned is how to deal and how to engage 
before um, the pandemic, we did have a small percentage of people who worked remotely anyway within UNOSCORE. So we were capable and we were managing that. But definitely it was one for us to um, learn. And some of the things I suppose that we did start doing um, was having our CEO and our executive team really heavily involved and really trying to connect with people as well, Joe. Like it wasn't just up to HR to connect with those. It was also up mm-hmm. for our managers, all our team leads, all um, the executive team, Giancarlo, our CEO. And like he spent a lot of time, we introduced um, Ask Me Anything session and we do that twice a year. And that's where anyone in the company can ask him a question. He sits down for an hour, he goes through them. It can be a personal question. It can be a development question. It can be a question about UNOSCORE. And that's something like we probably wouldn't have done if we were still Joe before COVID and it never happened. Um, another thing was town halls, introducing them globally um, in every country. We probably wouldn't have done that either. So there is a lot of things that we have done and a lot of things that we have um, introduced and tried. But like I said, it's trial and error. And it's always a good learning curve um, in any situation. And now we look at other situations that we potentially are going into, maybe the recession that's coming or potentially mm-hmm. coming. That's something we're going to have to live. In the UK, we have a cost of living crisis. That's something we're going to have to adapt with. So although when I see these things coming, there's a little bit of fear in my eyes, but there's also a bit of, um, okay, how are we going to do better? What can we do better? That's amazing that you're able to take what is a challenge. And for many it's panic, right? Like, what are we going to do? You still were able to find solutions that led to growth, led to better interaction between the executive leadership and all the employees. So there's a lot of positives that you're still going to incorporate into your culture. And I know one of those, especially what you were saying about as coming in at as employee almost number 41, you have to standardize and formalize a lot of things. How have your values helped to shape your culture? Massively. Um, I always say your values are a taste and a, a piece of what the company is. It gives you that real sense of feeling and belonging. And I suppose like as most like modern philosophers like Simon Sinek, Adam Grant, um, Daniel Pink recommended, um, we follow a very similar approach, which is prioritizing the people in our organization above all else. Um, so this approach coupled with a vulnerable, maybe and transparent style of leadership, and um, which yields trust and a trusting team, um, along with a solid purpose and vision, has gave us a real, I suppose, real core values, and that's what we call the five F's. So they are fit, family, freedom, fortune, and fun. And I'll go into them a little bit more in detail um, below. But it's basically a framework for conveying a very clear message to our eight hundred employees. And just letting them know what we're about and how do like what we stand for as a company at UNOSCORE. So um, yeah, that's and I suppose we use our CAO as they talk about in our exact team are, are very fond of reading and one of um, the books, the framework that we um, sort of got the, that idea from, but the guidance from was a book called Who? Uh, the Method for Hiring by Jeff Smart and Randy Street. So that sort of helped us develop and, and, and sort of strengthen the values that we have, those five Fs. Okay, so, so family, freedom, fortune, and fun. I mm-hmm. want to start with fortune because I find that fascinating. I haven't heard that as a value before, but you tell me, yes. which F do you want to begin with? Yeah, let's start with fortune. Fortune is basically having confidence in our future. So we talk about um, A players. We Everyone likes to be an A player. 
So for an A player, you will not be satisfied only by compensation. So we at UNOSCORE want to ensure that our people also see value of a stable company with a commitment to long-term employment and growth. So we talk about the pandemic, we talk about recessions, we talk about the cost of living crisis, all these scenarios that we have been going through. We as a company are committed and the executive team are very strongly committed to making sure that each and every single one of our employees have a long-term employment, they have long-term growth. And one of the purpose, our brand, I suppose the purpose is to empower and develop the communities in which we operate in. So yeah, it's very powerful. And I think it's stood, that value has been very strong and very vocal, I suppose, over the last number of years when there has been a lot of uncertainty, there has been a Mm -hmm. lot of worry, I suppose, in a lot of companies, both in the US and Mexico and the UK across the globe. However, throughout that, because of the commitment that our executive team make, we are able to secure and make sure that we are going to be here for the foreseeable, that people are going to have a job and that they know they are going to have a job um, and a, a growth plan from us at Unoscore. So that is our commitment. And I think that's hugely valuable. Yes, people obviously are want to make sure they have a, a salary and a competitive salary. Yes. But they also want to make sure that their livelihoods protected, their family can be supported, the communities that they operate in can be protected as well. So yeah, it's a very nice one. I like Fortune um, myself. Yeah, that's wonderful. So talk to me a little bit, Roisin, about how you're able to incorporate these amazing five Fs into the way that you support such a diverse and distributed workforce, because you started with 40 and in less than five years, you've grown to 800, which is amazing growth. And like you said, you're located in so many different, on so many different continents, <laughs> countries, there's language barriers, there's time barriers. How do you continue to drive these values home and make your culture brag worthy when you have to also pivot through so many different aspects? Yeah, sure. And sorry, Cassandra, I probably wasn't clear. Um, we had 40 in our UK office, but at the time I joined, there was about 400 in okay. So we didn't go from 40 to 800. I think the guys would be like, who's Roisin trying to kid? <laughs> went from, in the UK, we went from 40 to, and we're just shy of 80 now, 70 in the high 70s. In the company in general, we went from 400 to just over 800 now. Um, so yeah, we did. Still massive and still sort of a huge contribution. But I suppose for us, making sure that it's a priority and making sure it's established across the globe and I suppose with across the different time zones with the different cultures with the different you know, like um nationalism and people that we have making sure that we had a solid value and purpose was was key beforehand yes we did have our vision we had our mission we had our values but making sure that it is really solid clear easy to understand no matter where you're reading this who you are reading this whether you be a very senior manager level or you're coming in as a graduate or a trainee these five values needed to be very clear and very um, easy and very relatable we obviously had massive buy-in from our executive team and our ceo which is hugely important so like they're the ones driving this from the top and i think in any company that's that's hugely important joe like you want to have your ceo and you want to have your executive committee on board making sure that everyone's familiar with the five Fs, making sure that everyone's aware of them. And um, we wanted obviously the company to know about it. There's no point having something such a strong framework and no one knowing about it. So for us, it was making sure that every single employee knew about it. And through that, 
We delivered it in our monthly meetings, in our CEO roadshows, in our town halls. We had a separate session for functional unit staff. So that would be like HR, finance, IT, um, operations, payroll. And we had Giancarlo went through and he talked 45 minutes an hour and he went through each of the five Fs. He explained to each and every single employee what that meant. Um, we're making sure we're implementing them. We're making sure that they're relevant as well. Like one of them is fit and that's making sure that there's a match between our company's vision and the candidate's vision. And how one of the huge impacts that we've done over the last couple of years was our COO. Um, who heads up talent acquisition, does a cultural fit with every single employee that comes through the door to Uno Square. And that's hugely time consuming and hugely mm-hmm. do like CEO sitting down with every single employee. But it's hugely important and very, very valuable that we have the people that want to work with Uno Square on our right. It's not just us making sure that they're a good cultural fit to us. It's making sure that we as at Uno Square are a good cultural fit to them as well. And then I suppose the last thing would just be reviewing. And constantly making sure that as we grow and as we change as a company and and in the world, that they're always aligning to us. They're always making sense and basically still serving us the purpose of what we see at the company. And that's obviously the team and the executive committee done that. We've reached five Fs are fairly new over maybe the last two years. And that's because things changed they wanted to solidify it they wanted to make it stronger so yeah that's um I hope that mix is an explanation to what you're asking yeah that's really good and it's interesting to see your value show up from the candidate before someone's even an employee and probably throughout the entire employee life cycle and even probably through offboarding you're still sharing and being guided by these values my next question then to you is what has been one of your best days of working at you know, Square? Um, that's a really, really good question. Um, and I suppose one you don't always reflect on and think of. I know I've had a, a good experience, but I suppose um, one of my best days at you know, Square would be, actually would be the chance or the, the opportunity that I got to fly to Guadalajara, Mexico um, office and meet in person with the teams that I was working with there. We have six HR reps in, in Mexico. I was also then getting to meet like your CEO that I've obviously already met, met him before, but it was such a collective feeling and a family feeling when you've worked with someone for so long and you finally get to meet them. Um, so that was a really enjoyable day. One of the best days that I had was, and it was something so small, and it was quite in the early days, I was still the UK HR manager um, at the time, and very, very small, but we got our first recruitment ad published on a website. And I remember thinking, like, this was huge for me, like it was, it was something so small for maybe every other company, but it was massive for me that we were able to showcase and tell the rest Belfast in the UK about Uno Square, who we were and what we did. Um, and that's one of the probably the early memories that I have of a really good day. Um, feeling really proud of the company that I'm working for, showcasing it um, and seeing it on all the websites and, and the publicists that we posted on. So yeah, something very small, um, but a very early and very good day to feel proud of the company that I worked in. Yeah, taking what you know to be true of your company and putting it out into the world. 
Yeah. That's every startup stream, right? <laughs> and being proud of, of it and seeing it out there. So yeah, it was a very nice feeling. And I remember I printed it out and I stuck it on my board beside me and I, I still have it and it's still up in the office. Um, so yeah, it was a very uh, proud and special moment. Yeah. So as we wrap up our conversation, one of the things that Fringe is really proud of is that we're pioneering lifestyle benefits for employers. Things that touch us today in our current season of life that support what we're going through. What do you feel has been a benefit or a perk of your culture that you've been able to offer that globally has resonated or even locally has really made a change? Yeah, I think one of sort of fundamentals that have had that sort of impact would be our desire to be very open with our communication and very sort of transparent with our employees. And that would be through a number of different suggestions or options that we offer. But the main one, I suppose, is what we introduce, the town halls. Something very simple, um, Cassandra, again, like we talk, we're very simple terms, but something hugely valuable, being open, being transparent, telling our employees what's going on, what's happening, what's going on within um, the organisation as a whole, what's going on within the organisation at a sort of country level. And we find that the response for that was hugely valuable. People want to know. People don't want to be left in the dark. They want to know as much mm-hmm. as possible about the company that they're operating in. Um, if they don't, they feel, I felt that if we weren't being open and honest and having that communication, people are left in the dark and, and they start to feel that disconnect. So that was a huge piece of just being more transparent with people. And we also, as I mentioned before, we, um, our CEO does the Ask Me Anything twice a year he does that as well um every quarter for all our new hires again like having your ceo of 800 pound or 800 person company chatting on a very personal level about sometimes they're asking what's your kids at how are they do like it's a very interactive and that is something that that, um we really value we also um have he does a, a CEO roadshow every quarter as well, which is the top level sort of overview. He talks about um, turnovers, the sort of maybe different acquisitions that are coming up. So all very valuable. Communication is hugely important and, and very, very valuable. So that has been our best and sort of biggest thing that we've focused on um, over the last number of years. Yeah, and it showcases that it's working, growing from not 40, 400. <laughs> to 800 during the pandemic globally. I mean, truly kudos to you and your leadership for everything that you're doing for your employees. No, absolutely. It's been good and there's been a lot of effort. And as I've said before, it's a huge buy-in from the executive committee. They're the ones driving it. They're so passionate um, and they're so invested in seeing it succeed and wanting to succeed. So it's very easy for me as the the VP of HR to be part of that because it's easy when they're passionate and when they're willing to um to drive and there was an um, entrepreneur sort of CEO over in England called Stephen Barlett and he spoke recently about a Man United English football team and he says if you bring the best stars into a bad culture they'll become bad performers he's like if culture is strong the new people will become the culture if the culture is weak, the culture becomes the new people. And I think that's very important to do. Like, no matter even if you are bringing these A players in, if your culture is not strong and you don't have that strive from the top, it's going to be very hard. So for me, joining back come five years ago, it's been very clear from day one that there's been a strong and passionate drive from the top and it's very enjoyable to work with. Wow. 
So two last questions I have for you. One, I think everyone who's listening to this podcast wants to know, knowing all that you know now, being in a really good place at a place where I loved what you said before, prioritizing the people. Mm-hmm. What would you say to the Roshin who was like, should I be in HR? Should I be in nursing? <laughs> what would you go back and say to yourself? I would say always, always do your passion and what you want to do in life. And I always had a passion of helping people. And that's obviously probably why I had the nurse and I had the HR side. Um, it wasn't until I properly found myself at Uno Square that I found that I was making a positive impact um, with people. And that's what I love today and why I'm so passionate about it. So I would always say, follow your dreams, go for it, give it a chance. You always get knocks, falls. You need to just get back up, brush yourself and learn and take those opportunities to learn. And that's all I say it as anytime something comes up, COVID, pandemics, anything, you have to just learn from them and grow yourself. So um, yeah, I hope my younger self would listen, but that would be my goal anyway. Fantastic. And if anyone wants to get in contact with you, either to learn more about UnoSquare and how that can support their business, or just even to ask you a few more questions, what's the best way to reach out to you? Sure. I have my email address, it's just roisin.hughes at unosquare.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm actually Roisin O'Hagan on LinkedIn. Um, I got married last year and I haven't got around to changing. (laughs) So um, hence why I'm going under two names at the moment. But um, yes, you can find me Roisin O'Hagan at LinkedIn. So yeah, I'm very open, very um, willing to chat to anyone who wants to talk about HR. And I think it's very important as well when I found when I was standing alone at the start, you want to talk to people and you want to build. So if anyone is in that position and wants to build a connection, I'm I'm more than willing to and happy to. Well, thank you so much. And congratulations on your wedding. When you're in. (laughs) And it's our anniversary on tomorrow or Saturday. Um, So yeah, we're celebrating. So a year later, I still haven't changed everything over. So (laughs) I think I need to get a shake on. But um, thank you very much, Cassandra, for chatting and giving me the opportunity to talk about how like, brilliant I think UNOSCORE is and how uh, things are within us. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening to the Bragworthy Culture Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to enjoy future episodes. This episode is brought to you by Fringe, the number one employee lifestyle and fringe benefits platform. With Fringe, you can empower employees with lifestyle benefits that can be personalized to reduce stress, give back time, and spark joy. Fringe, benefits for life. Contact us and find out more at fringe.us.